You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I just got an 805 uh, Central African time. Uh, let's welcome our Pais and Sagesh Zuma with a hearty assalamualaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The program after dinner Minsar, keeping you company uh, this evening, hosted by myself, uh, Shafat Ahmad Khan, uh, with uh, Lukolo on the board. And Alhamdulillah, looking forward to a bumper full edition. Now, very shortly, we'll be talking to Abu Bakr. See that on his segment. A Muslim news. Uh, Anwar Qasim is not well. Make special du'as for him. So, uh, our Adam Kamda, who's a world-renowned uh, sportsman, yeah, in when it comes to fishing, but he's also, you know, he owns his own uh, space shop and so forth. So, he'll be filling in for Anwar uh, this evening in uh, Adman's uh, segment of driving with Anwar. Uh, the family room comes to play from... Uh, 9 to 9.30 with uh, our very own Maulana Salim Karim keeping up our the topic on the seerah of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 9.30 to 10, uh, Travel Express with our with our Ibrahim Fadacha. I call him our Ibrahim Ba. So Alhamdulillah, already looking forward uh, to a powerful lineup uh, this evening. And uh, you don't go anywhere. Just get your coffee and your mints uh, ready and enjoy the program. It will make for easy digestion. Abu Bakr, see that. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to your segment of uh, Muslim News. How are you doing this evening, Abu? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Gee, with the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're doing well, Shabbat Ahmad. And we pray that you and the listeners of Marqa Sahaba are also within the same loop. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Jishafat, a wonderful day today. The evening is also nice and cool. Alhamdulillah, I think a lot of things happening in the Muslim world and on the international stage. We go to New York first, uh, and then uh, there were three important events that took place in the month of September that impacted tragically in the lives of the Muslims. And we discussed those three events, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, then we go to the Middle East and see what has taken place there, especially the uh, earthquake in Morocco and uh, thereafter the floods in uh, uh, Libya. But first and foremost, we go to New York in the United States of America, the 78th United Nations General Assembly, UNGA, UNGA session at the United Nations headquarters in New York, started yesterday, that is on Monday, a range of global issues will be dealt with, ranging from the war in Ukraine to the climate change and discussions on the SDG, the Sustainable Development Goals, an effort to address the poverty, education, and other socioeconomic issues. The theme of this year's session calls for more action to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals. And uh, on the sidelines, Shafat Ahmad, what has happened is uh, President Erdogan in a press conference was asked questions from uh, the journalists uh, regarding the report that is uh, supposed to be taking place between Saudi Arabia and Israel. And President Erdogan said that uh, it may be good for the regional uh, for the region and uh, that, that this uh, coming together will uh, help stabilize the region. But uh, what is more important is uh, Saudi Arabia has already given notice uh, to the United States, especially to Joe Biden and uh, his government, that uh, for the time being they are suspending the negotiations with Israel because they 
feel that uh, Israel is uh, is very intransigent in giving any concessions. In fact, the Saudis has asked them for security uh, and uh, nuclear power and uh, uh, absolute uh, security for themselves, as you And uh, the Palestinian issue seems to be on the sideline, but uh, during the time of King Abdullah, he drafted the Arab peace plan that Israel should uh, retreat from the 1967 borders and uh, the West Bank, Gaza, and uh, East Jerusalem as its capital. And this is uh, from the uh, Israeli side, especially with the right-wing party now in our, uh, our office, Fatimah, absolutely non-negotiable. Uh, and later we will be talking about the Oslo Accords and what is the situation in Palestine at the moment, Shepard? You know, Abu, Abu, I, 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 really, I really want to, uh, you know, interrogate this more. I mean, here you have it, uh, I mean, Erdogan too. I mean, uh, someone will say, you know, maybe he's accurating in silence, or maybe he's playing that, uh, you know, the trick of the BIAO. I don't know, Allahu Alam. But uh, here we have uh, the Saudis, you know, planning up uh, with the, uh, uh, you know, the regime of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who is an avowed... Uh, enemy of uh, Islam, who, you know, uh, always goes around the world uh, using the ISIS crisis, and, you know, he manufactured the ISIS with the uh, cahoots with America. Uh, He talks about the world terrorist when he's the father of all terrorists. And uh, here we have, uh, you know, Saudi asking him uh, for the technology, nuclear technology, and we will do this and that. Rather, the other conspiracy theory is uh, the Saudis and uh, the Israelis or the Zionists are cousins. And, you know, their mothers happen to be related and so forth. And all that is what's going behind the scenes is another story altogether. So the Muslim world, you know, shouldn't say, oh, you know what, how come a Muslim is selling a Muslim out? Perhaps the world of the Munafikin has come to the fore, Abu. Go ahead. I think if you go to the genealogy of the uh, uh, Saudi tribe, uh, you know, we talked once about... Uh, this concept of Asabiya with, uh, uh, in the Mukaddama of uh, Ibn Khaldun. And I think uh, you rightly say that uh, these are cousins, you know, they, their genealogy somewhere uh, crosses lines, and uh, these are, uh, whether they are Jews, Allah knows best, and converted to Islam. But uh, what the Saudis are playing a game, in fact, Saudi Arabia seems to be a very powerful, uh, not only in the General Assembly, but I think in international affairs, especially in the Middle East, it doesn't, uh, does not want to forego the power that it has as a dominant uh, regional player. In fact, uh, it invited the Houthis also to Riyadh uh, from Yemen and uh, had talks uh, regarding the, the ceasefire and the end of the war, the seven, how many, it's eight years already that Saudi Arabia undertook uh, to try and capture Yemen. But in Sanada, the Houthis were backed by the Iranians uh, had withstood uh, the Saudi onslaught with its uh, allies, especially the UAE and uh, the Sudanese. Department, uh, but uh, Saudi Arabia seems to be playing, uh, having a trump card because of uh, its petroleum 
and uh, the resources that they said they had in terms of uh, fiscal uh, assistance, not only to the United States of America. We know that uh, the United States owes something like $17 trillion of Saudi money in its uh, economy. And if Saudi withdraws this, uh, then the collapse of the dollar will just uh, be imminent and uh, uh, and uh, immediate, Shafat Ahmed. But Saudis, uh, I think so, bin Salman has uh, realized the power that he has in trying to get negotiations going. But uh, more important is the interest of Saudi Arabia rather than the Palestinians. And this has been put on the back burner. But it will be an uh, uh, addendum to the negotiations. But uh, as I said earlier, Saudi Arabia is already informed the United States of America of the intransigence of uh, Netanyahu and his right-wing government regarding any negotiations. And I think this will uh, hold out for quite some time. Uh, and uh, Saudi will not be in a, too much of a hurry to take uh, take on uh, the offer to uh, normalize relations with uh, uh, Israel. And as we said earlier, Shafat, there were three important events in the month of September that impacted tragically in the lives of the Muslim Ummah. On the 16th of September 1931, Sheikh Umar al-Mukhtar, Muhammad bin uh, Manafi, called the Lion of the Desert, was a leader and imam of the resistance in Cyrenaica under the Sanusids against the colonization of the Italians. He was hanged in 1931 after he was captured and wounded. He also fought against the French and the British colonization of Chad and Egypt, respectively, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, I think we should not forget uh, he was from uh, Libya. And uh, Sheikh Umar uh, is remembered uh, uh, in uh, many circles, you know, as the person who started the wars of independence uh, for the African continent and uh, he played a prominent role and yet I think he's an inspiration to many of the Mujahids uh, of this era also. The other event that took place, Shafat Ahmad, was the Oslo Accords. I think you you discussed this many times, Shafat, and uh, yes. you're quite afraid with it. Signed on the 13th of September, 1993. Mm. It is 30 years on, uh, and the results are evident. The accords were supposed to lead to the creation of two states, Israel and Palestine. For the past 70 years, a triad of occupation, violence, and terror reigned and carried on reigning onto this day. These accords resulted in the Zionists controlling the occupied West Bank and the Gaza Strip and divided the West Bank into garrisoned areas like the homelands that we had, Shabbat Ahmad, and uh, was uh, divided into area A, B, and C. And certain areas of the West Bank were under the complete control of uh, Israel, where they wanted to secure their safety, and uh, they made it a security zone, and no one else could go in there. And they gave a small piece of area around uh, the city of uh, Ramallah, to uh, Marhum uh, uh, Yasser Arafat, who was promised uh, at the time by Bill Clinton, the president at the time, 
that uh, he will be accorded the Nobel Peace Prize with Yitzhak Rabin, with whom he negotiated. And he was given this, but it was the biggest sellout against the Palestinian people, mm. and it was just tragic that uh, whether Yasser Arafat himself was involved in the negotiations or that uh, person by the name of uh, Arbakat, because if you see the Palestinian papers that were released by Al Jazeera, Arbakat practically begged the Israelis to take more land from the Palestinians in the West Bank than what he fought for the Palestinians. Uh, he was, uh, in many instances, the Palestinians regarded him as a negotiator on behalf of the Israelis rather than the Palestinians. You know, Abu, uh, when you look at uh, Yasser Arafat, and uh, I remember, you know, being with our previous, uh, you know, uh, station where we, you and I, started our broadcast. Uh, I remember telling the newsroom they were like pro Arafat, and they were, you know, embracing him. And I said, "Hey, be careful, man! This guy is dangerous. He's he's, he's selling the Palestinians out. You know, the Palestinian authorities. You can't trust them, and so forth. And eventually, uh, my gut feeling proved right because, uh, you know, when he passed on." Uh, he's a widow, uh, was a billionaire. I mean, with all the money that he siphoned out and he was paid out. Yes, and as you said, he sold uh, the, the Palestinian people uh, left, right, and center. And even now, uh, you know, Mahmoud Abbas or Abu Mazim is doing exactly the same thing. And as yes. long as uh, people like this are in, in power, uh, there's absolutely no hope for the uh, Palestinians or besides the divine decree, Abu. And in fact, uh, Abu Mazen has uh, now undertaken, I think he has been given some money and weapons by the United States of America. And uh, he is acting as the policeman for the Israeli Defense Force and the Israeli government. Mm. He is uh, arresting many of our Mujahideen in the refugee camps. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, 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 he is... Uh, when he came into power, he vowed that not to use violence at all, no matter what uh, Israelis perpetrate against them, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, in fact, uh, the result of this Oslo Accord was the beginning of the implementation of the separation wall that cuts through the West Bank some 730 kilometers. It's, uh, I think, 8 meters high and 3 meters wide. Also, some 700 checkpoints were erected to control every movement of the Palestinians. And some 700,000 Zionist goons, not settlers, were housed in Palestinian territory, which are illegal in terms of international law. Yasser Arafat, the president of the PLO, and Yishak Rabin were the signatories. These accords were under the auspices of the United States. The president at the time was Bill Clinton. There was no peace agreement, but a five-year time plan for how to negotiate peace to increase reconciliation and cooperation. The ongoing terror of the year, throughout the years brought increasingly entrenched military occupation, division among the Palestinian factions, and the closure of the Gaza Strip, and the complete control of Palestinian lives. Imagine if you have six, nearly 700 checkpoints, Shafat Ahmed, that at every kilometer you possibly have to go through a checkpoint. And in fact, uh, this accord uh, made it possible for many Palestinians in the Gaza and uh, West Bank to seek employment in uh, Israel 
But this checkpoint makes it so difficult for them, Shafatimat, uh, Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them. And uh, today we see the, with the interaction of uh, uh, the uh, Mahmoud Abbas, as you said, Abu Mazen, how he is getting on, Shafat, not only in Palestine, in the West Bank, but also at the Ain al-Halawi camp in uh, Lebanon where the factions of the Palestinian Authority are fighting for control of the camp against uh, the Mujahideen, the young uh, Muslim youth. And uh, they are trying to, and uh, in that process, Shabbat, many have been killed also. And uh, the Oslo Accord, uh, regrettably, is dead and buried, but uh, I think Israel still holds on to the agreement uh, with the hope of uh, controlling more and more of the West Bank. As we said, more than 700,000 settlers and goons from all over the world have settled there. Israel has given them free homes, free and uh, also taken control of the water resources uh, of the West Bank. And this is the result of uh, our leaders uh, in the name of uh, looking after the interests of the Palestinians and the Muslims, mm. go out and sell us out completely, Shafatamad. They get the Nobel Peace Prize and a few million dollars. As you said, his young wife, uh, I think, who was given as a prize to him also, mm. got the Nobel Peace Prize. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. They, they have taken advantage of the whole situation. In fact, Mahmoud Abbas and, uh, and especially his son, it's got the uh, mobile uh, service delivery rights uh, for the whole of yes. the West Bank, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, this is only money-making. And Mahmoud Abbas, whether he uh, uh, go, has got any concern about the Palestinians, I think it's a far cry for everyone, Shafat Ahmad. Absolutely, Abu. And as you said, you know, uh, when they capture these people, uh, they give them, uh, you know, the money, the bank balances are bulging. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, Yasser Arafat. I mean, uh, once upon a time, uh, he was a true liberation fighter, embraced and celebrated like people like Nelson Mandela and the whole world. I think, I hope uh, we were not duped into, uh, you know, loving this man. But suddenly everything went pear shape. And in the end, it is believed that the Israelis or the Zionist regime poisoned him, Abu. Yeah, in fact, uh, I remember very distinctly Shafat Ahmed where he was uh, under siege in his office in his uh, in the parliamentary buildings in uh, Ramallah, Shafat Ahmed, and uh, he couldn't go out to his home also. He was uh, siege, uh, under siege uh, in his offices. And uh, as you said, uh, that uh, I think uh, he had served his purpose. They had got they had got uh, Mahmoud Abbas uh, identified him as the new leader, and uh, they had to get rid of uh, Yasser Arafat. I think he realized towards the end of his life that uh, what a fast uh, Oslo Accords were, and uh, any attempt uh, to rectify the situation. Uh, were just scuttled by his uh, death and uh, Mahmoud Abbas came into power and I think he has served uh, more the cause of the Israelis in the West Bank uh, and in Gaza than uh, the cause of the Palestinians and especially in Lebanon also now at the moment, the Muslim youth 
have been uh, under siege by the forces of uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the Palestinian Authority. Gee, and Shvadamad, uh, another event that took place uh, in uh, September was the Sabra and Shatila massacres in, uh, in Lebanon from approximately 600, uh, 6 o'clock in the evening on the 16th of September 1982 to 8 o'clock in the morning on the 18th of September, a dreaded massacre took place in the refugee camps of Sabra and Shatila in Beirut. While the Israeli, I wouldn't call it a defense force, I'd call it a death force, the IDF surrounded the camp and shot flares, igniting the night in, uh, into the air to light up the darkness uh, in the camps. The massacre was carried out by the militia of the Lebanese forces under the direction of the murderer Ariel Sharon. The militia, the Christian phalanges, were ordered to clear the Palestinian Liberation Organization out of the camps as the massacre unfolded. Reports of atrocities were received by the IDF, but they did not take any action to prevent or stop the massacre. Shvat, uh, Robert Fisk, uh, the well-known uh, mm. independent uh, journalist, is uh, now late, has written a book, The Quest for Civilization, and in that, he gives a description of what took place at Sabra and Shatila. Allah, Allah grant all those people who passed away the highest stages of genital fear. Those men, women, and children were massacred uh, with no mercy, and these people threw gas tanks into homes that blew up with the, occupy, uh, the people occupying inside. Not only did they massacre the people, but they destroyed the animals, also cut them to pieces and stabbed them and shoot them at point blank range. But uh, it was just, uh, but no one was held responsible. Uh, in fact, Ariel Sharon was uh, barred uh, by the Israeli courts to not to hold for uh, office for a certain period because he was in the military and thereafter he became uh, president of uh, Israel. So. All these terrorists who had uh, massacred our Muslim people uh, and the Palestinians in uh, in Palestine, Shabbat, uh, when you take of Menachem Begum, Yitzhak Rabin, uh, Sharon, uh, Netanyahu, they are Netanyahu. all uh, uh, criminals and uh, should be at the International Criminal Court of Justice for the massacres and the human rights abuses that they have carried out in uh, Lebanon, Shabbat Shabbat, another, uh, before I sign off, uh, I just want to talk about two events. You know, uh, in uh, Tibet, I just saw a clip now, practically a half of a mountain detached itself from the range, Shabbat, and collapsed onto the mm. uh, people below, destroying uh, roads and streets and people and cars and whatever, Shafat Ahmad. This is the power and kudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there was another one, I think, that took place here in South Africa in the Detroit Square of uh, uh, range of mountains, Shafat Ahmad, where the waterfall, Allah Ta'ala sent such a wind that the water could not go down. And the wind was pushing the water up back into its... Uh, Oh, flow territories, Shabbat Ahmad. It's just amazing. 
Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We should recognize that Allah Taala has His army. You know, the mountains, the wind, the air, the, the water, and uh, these are phenomenons which uh, no man with all these all these uh, uh, weaponry can uh, and ordinances can withstand if when Allah decides to put these into place, Your Father Jishapat to you and the listeners of uh, Merkah Sahaba, we say Jazakallah for inviting us this evening and we pray that you have a wonderful evening and uh, the listeners also uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah, Abu, before I greet you, you deserve it. What a beautiful report <laughs> and you know, you brought it. Yeah, there's it. Fresh nimmins for you. Yeah, you have it. Lovely and it'll make for easy digestion. So when you sleep, you know, everything will feel fresh, Abu. Jazakallah khair once again for doing a splendid job on your segment. Um, you know, uh, really bringing your segment alive. A Muslim news with Abu Bakr. See that. And wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We'll talk to you soon. Abu Bakr. See that. Really. Yeah, you do it, Abu. You do it. And alhamdulillah. Abu Bakr. See that. Uh, keeping us up to speed there. Well, time for us to go for a break. When you get back. Adam Camda will be joining us.